up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Thursday, September 3rd. Here's what you missed while you were staring at that stock market ticker in amazement like WTF is going on. Well, howdy doody. Welcome to another day in the shit show of America we call election season. What's the latest goss? Well, I'm calling it the Trumpito Challenge. Yeah, it's pretty sweet and endorsed by the Presidente himself. That's right. Just yesterday, during a press conference in North Carolina, the Trumpster challenged everyone there to just go vote twice. See if you get caught. That'll show them. And you'll probably be like, nah, he didn't say that. Well, let me quote him for you. So let them send it in and let them go vote. And if their system's as good as they say it is, then obviously they won't be able to vote. If it isn't tabulated, they'll be able to vote, Trump said when asked whether he has confidence in the mail-in system in North Carolina, a battleground state. If it's as good as they say it is, then obviously they won't be able to vote. If it isn't tabulated, they'll be able to vote. So that's the way it is, and that's the way they should do, he said, and quote. So, yeah, the president of the United States is actively inviting the country's electorate to commit a class one felony and penetration test the election system. Thus, also the American democracy itself. How great. When pressed on the matter, a campaign official tried to explain it away like this. Quote, President Trump encourages supporters to vote absentee by mail early and then show up in person at the polls or the local register to verify that their vote has already been counted. End quote. And yeah, I'm sure that's what he implied when he said go do it twice. Even Attorney General William Barr had to try to excuse him by saying he wasn't familiar with the laws of North Carolina. <laughs> like that matters. Honestly... And I don't want to add any more stress to your lice, but I have a feeling that what they're doing is just laying the groundwork for a challenge to the results on November 3rd, or maybe even a full recount. Get prepared, because I see the scenario breaking down like this. Either Trumpito wins re-election by a complete landslide, a la Lukashenko, 80% of the electoral votes, and we're off flabbergasted as to how that happened, or, as some data analysts are already predicting, he ends up winning the in-person vote so we'll all go to sleep on november 3rd thinking that he won and then once the absentee ballots are all tabbed up biden wins in a landslide and the country erupts in anger protest general disruption and rioting lord help us okay here's something interesting corporate america is doing Old Navy recently announced that for their employees that want to work at the polls in November, they'll actually give them paid time off to serve. Neat! The brand, whose parent company is Gap Inc., is also offering them up to three paid hours just to go and vote. Although with social distancing guidelines and general gerrymandering, depending on where you are, three hours might not be enough. But hey, it's better than losing the day. Quote, the company noted that poll worker shortages are expected this year. Poll workers typically skew older with which means many of those who usually work at polling sites on election day are at a higher risk during the Rona-demic. And they may avoid in-person voting altogether this November. Now, Power the Polls, with whom they're partnering, says it aims to have 250,000 Americans sign up and that it's focusing on healthy, low-risk candidates to ensure that those workers most susceptible to the vid are given the space to take care of their health, end quote. So kudos to Old Navy slash Gap. Now, if they drop out of that Yeezy collection, 
Labble. I'll be right back on board with our khaki pants and polos. Do y'all remember the ice bucket challenge? Yeah, that viral thing back in 2012-ish times where people were dumping ice on their heads in an effort to raise awareness as well as funds for ALS, or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, a.k.a. Lou Gehrig's disease. Well, apparently, it worked. See, there's this new drug that's been tested, and researchers are saying now it helps to slow the progression of the disease, and they're crediting funds raised by the challenge for helping to support that research. They raised over $200 million, by the way. Now, quote, the drug is not a cure, but it may help slow the inexorable disability caused by ALS, which rapidly destroys the nerve cells that control the muscles that allow us to move, speak, eat, and even breathe. Patients keep telling me their number one goal is to be able to retain physical function for as long as possible, said the study's lead author, Dr. Sabrina Paganoni. They want to be able to continue to walk and to use their hands, end quote. Now, this is a terribly wretched disease, and those suffering through it are typically between the ages of 40 and 70. Once it strikes, life expectancy is only two to six years. Quote, the ice bucket challenge was an important turning point in the fight against ALS, she said. It put ALS on the map and raised awareness of the disease and attracted more investigators and investment to the research, end quote. They're also hoping to get the FDA to fast track this drug and skip phase three trials. Researchers are saying this is now the difference between dying of ALS and living with ALS. So I guess viral challenges can be a positive thing. I wouldn't try that trampito challenge, though. Well, it is September. And a few months ago, I told you a story on how Joe Rogan, one of, if not the most prolific podcaster, well, he signed an exclusivity deal with Spotify, reportedly worth over $100 million, although no exact figure has ever been released. Well, it was announced at the time that the change would take place in September, and it now has. You can listen to JRE on Spotify, and that's where it's hosted. Cool. But... What's changed? Well, some fans noticed that even though the announcement originally said the entire JRE library will be available on Spotify, it looks like some of the controversial figures that Joe has interviewed in the past, like Alex Jones, Milo Yiannopoulos, and Michaela Peterson, they've all been removed. And, you know, that's kind of what Joe Rogan fans come looking for, that no-holds-barred, I-don't-care-what-you-think-I-need-to-speak-with-this-person type of interviews. Not exclusively, but that's definitely one of the pros. But now? Seems like censorship from Spotify. And of course, it's their platform. If they don't want the vitriol running across their streams, they don't have to host it. But then, why even bother signing up Joe Rogan? I mean, are we to assume there will be no more controversial guests now? And really, my main question is this. Can we still call the Joe Rogan experience a podcast? Or is it now just a show on Spotify? If I can't still listen to every episode via an RSS feed in any RSS play, then nah, it's no longer a podcast. And that exclusivity window, that starts on January 1st. So for now, I still see it in my overcast list, but I'm no longer calling it a podcast. Not in my eyes. Let's see how this turns out come 2021. Okay, get ready to give your very best and warmest birthday greeting to one of the oldest people in America and the U.S.'s oldest living American that served in World War II. 
Yep, he's going to turn 111. Yeesh, the things he's seen. Lawrence Brooks, not only an African-American, but one of the oldest living American vets, has five children, five stepchildren, 12 grandkids, and 23 great-grandchildren. And the National World War II Museum is asking people from all around the world to send him a birthday greet. Now, typically, quote, Lawrence loves celebrating his big day with others at the National World War II Museum in New Orleans. On those jubilant occasions, there's live music, there's cupcakes. It's a fun day for all. But because of the vid, on his birthday this year, Lawrence won't be able to celebrate with lots of others, end quote. Now, he recently sat down with National Geographic and he gave a few words of wisdom, which I'll leave right here. Eat right, stay healthy, but most importantly, be nice to people. The address to send him a birthday card is in the link in the show notes. Happy birthday, Mr. Brooks. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And for the 112 of you that have stuck around and have learned about the bonus news, well, here we go. Looks like a couple extra stories. The Rock, that world famous and highest grossing earner in Hollywood, well, he came out yesterday and told everyone that not only does he have coronavirus, but his whole family does, his wife and two daughters. And guess where he got it from? Close family that came to visit that they thought we're being cautious. Of course, his family feels terrible about passing on this disease, but this just goes to show, no matter how cautious you are, things can happen and you can't control the virus. What else happened today? Looks like we got our unemployment numbers and they look a little bit better. Only 800,000 people filed for unemployment instead of the over a million we've been seeing, but that's not exactly great news. And maybe that's why the stock market is acting all weird today. Not exactly sure, but... Anywho, uh, looks like presidential candidate Joe Biden was able to visit Kenosha, Wisconsin and got to meet with Jacob Blake's family and talk to them. Sounds pretty presidential-like to me. And of course, to all the New York Metropolitan fans, rest in peace to Tom Seaver, nicknamed Tom Terrific and also nicknamed The Franchise. Uh, let's see, Seaver was a five-time 20-game winner, the 67 National League Rookie of the Year. He went 311 and 205 with a 2.86 ERA, 3,600 strikeouts, and 61 shutouts during a pretty illustrious career that lasted from 67 to 86. He also became a pretty big constant on magazine covers and a media presence, calling postseason games on both NBC and ABC, even while still an active player. I'm not a Mets fan, but I know many of them are, and shout out to y'all. Thanks to Seaver for all the years of memories. Well, it's the last episode of the week. I'm ready to kick off another great weekend. Hope you are too, and I hope you made it count this week, so you can make it count on the end. And as always, remember, stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated in all you do. Dodge the rest. Catch up with Johnny Quest, because I got you with the news.